Hi everyone, this is Jamak. I am the creator of Data Mesh, uh, the founder of Next Data. We are reimagining what data sharing could look like if data was a product, if independent teams and individuals could share their data as a product, and if we lived in a world where AI, ML, analytics could be powered by independently owned and responsibly shared data. So that's our vision. If that's appealing to you, if that interests you, we are growing our team rapidly and we need you. If you're a distributed systems engineer, product manager, or a designer of a large-scale PaaS SaaS infrastructure, we'd love to hear from you. Please check out our careers page at nextdata.com. Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. This episode is part of a longer interview I conducted with Jamak Dagani, who's the founder of the Data Mesh concept and is sponsored by her, her company, her startup Next Data. The goal of these conversations is to dig deeper into specific topics rather than skimming the surface and really discuss Shmack's view of the now and the future of Data Mesh. What is possible now? What can we do to set ourselves up for success in the, in the future? And what is our ideal picture in that future once we have the ways of working and the tooling more figured out? Hopefully, you get some great insights as well as seeing the other side of the funny and wonderful person behind the Data Mesh paradigm. Please do follow Jamak as well for more interesting insights to keep an eye out on what she is working on. I think you'll be very interested and excited. Now, up next, I'll give a bit of my summary of the episode. So you might focus on a few of the nuanced points that Jamak makes. Sometimes she says some things that are kind of like a picture, right? Worth a thousand words in and of themselves, even when she says one sentence. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and hear some fun music, and then we'll get into that summary. Episode 243, Jamax Corner, The Fundamental Data Need, Autonomy with Interconnectivity. So this is the first part of a new recording where we covered some of where Jamax company Next Data is focusing because it's the core of doing data mesh well from the technology enablement side. This, this is so important. How do we have a really sound solid foundation for people to create and manage data products very easily and with autonomy, but still with interconnectivity so you don't have data silos. So it's not just interoperability, but true ability to connect the data across data products for easy consumption on, you know, kind of challenging questions and these kind of more broadly expansive questions rather than just kind of rote, simple questions. Once you have that as a solid foundation, you can layer other things on top of your data products and your data product approach of like observability, security, privacy, access control, all these things around governance and, and things like that. It all becomes far easier. But right now we are having to cobble together those things 
on shaky foundations because what we're using to build out the data products is just, it's not great. It's cobbling together multiple different technologies that don't play all that well together in this context. It's important to note that, of course, we cannot only do the technology enablement side of data mesh, but you know it's kind of hard to build a vendor to do the organizational and behavior changer approaches, right? <laughs> it's pretty hard to do that. So, And in this first part, Jamak also rails against centralization. Later, we get into a bit more of what she means. You know, she's talking more centralized bottlenecks rather than, but she does say like, just get rid of all centralization, but she doesn't mean it in that sense. She's talking about where are the centralized friction points and you need just to try to address those and get rid of those as much as possible. And it's, you know, as the title says, we need autonomy with interconnectivity but this is a key factor many miss when it comes to data mesh. Again, decentralized where there is friction and bottlenecks. Centralization isn't the speed killer necessarily. Friction caused by centralization is. So find out where centralization is causing fr friction and target that friction. In later episodes, we start to briefly touch on generative AI and set up further conversations on the topic. Okay, with that shortest summary of the episode done, let's go ahead and get to actually hearing from the woman herself, Shmak Degani. Okay, very excited for another recording here with Shamak. You're you're in Australia, I'm in Europe, so the timing is a bit wonky. So thank you so much for for spending the time here. And you know, this one might be a little bit more subdued because it's very early morning. It's it's <laughs> late afternoon for you. So, um, but uh, you know, let's go ahead and kind of uh, think about what we're going to be talking about here. And we're going to be talking about a lot of what you've learned so far uh, with with Next Data. So. Um, you know, before we jump in, I, I want to give you a little bit of space to obviously, uh, you know, talk a little bit about what's going on there, and then we can jump into what you're seeing and and how that that goes. So, uh, you know, want to give you the space to to say howdy to everybody out there. Uh, hi everyone. Hi Scott. Thank you for having me again. Um, I know it's super early for you, uh, so I appreciate waking up early and having this chat. Um, yes, so in terms of mixed data, as you know, I've been busy the last six, nine months uh, building the company, um, designing the product, uh, building the first incarnations of the product. Uh, We're big fans of building iteratively, building with the market, building with our clients, our customers. And um, we have a couple of customers who are working with us um, and, you know, deploying the product and using the product. So this is all great and exciting. My, uh, I feel like I've aged 10 years in the last <laughs> six months. It's definitely not easy to build something from nothing. Uh, so, uh, and we will have some exciting news to share uh, later in the, uh, in, in Q3. 
Awesome. Well, and uh, yeah, that whole thing of I've been kind of talking about this with when people were like, well, Schmack's creating a company. I thought you couldn't create tools around data mesh. And I was like, um, no, if you have to create everything from scratch, then it is like this huge, huge undertaking. So but what what is coming through loud and clear, I think, from our conversations and, and what I'm hearing from the market is things are getting better, but not kind of good, maybe that's kind of what's coming through. And so I'd like to understand a little bit about where you're seeing this, this idea of the data product developer, the generalist developer that's able to understand a little bit more about data, but that are kind of, that we don't have to have these super specialized yet another role of, okay, well now I've got a data engineer, analytics engineer, uh, now I have to also have a data product developer, a data product manager, like all of these things kind of wrapping in. So one thing that I'm, I'm trying to figure out is that, you know, people can't necessarily build everything overnight. How do we level up the developers? Like what, where does all that stuff go? Like when people are starting out on their journey, how do you think about that short term or, or even a new domain? How do you think about that short-term answer of of getting something kind of out there while you start to iterate towards that long-term value? Do we have the developer tools that are coming? How, how are you, when you're talking to customers, and you're talking to prospects, like how do you not, how do you kind of compromise as to what you do now versus the long-term? I know it's a very, very complex question, but like maybe if you could start out with how are you talking to people about what can you do now that's that's going to get you to value as you're building to the long term, but not setting yourself up to kind of be in a difficult spot in the long run? Hmm. So you asked me a lot of uh, questions in one. So what I'm going to do is not answer your questions, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a very CEO answer. <laughs> yes, um, I'm going to get to your answer and just 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 remember uh, park the park the last question you asked me to get to. But I want to, uh, you know, you started the conversation by saying people seeing some improvements, but maybe we're not quite there, and there are some limitations, and the limitations are across the board from you know technology, maybe organization, and where can we start it? There's like a lot of questions in that, so maybe I'll just break it down a little bit top down. Of course, my focus has been more around enablement through technology, which is just one angle of enablement, but yet alone is still an important angle. Tools, technology, change behavior, and that's necessary. So that's kind of, that's where my focus is. But if you just step back for a minute, why this whole data-rich thing became a thing at all? Why people responded to it? What was the core pain point that people wanted to answer? Uh, the core, really fundamental core of it was the fact that people want to have autonomy, right? They need to move fast. They cannot be bogged down by centralization of any kind, organization or technology. So what organizations really want is that people working in domains, uh, in fact, one of our customers right now is a large pharmaceutical company, and they have people that are doing drug discovery, people that are doing, you know, generic uh, mark, like uh, productionization of a drug post-discovery. There are people that are marketing that drug and getting it through various approvals. So these are all different domains of the business. What people want to do is be able to do, to do their job, have access to the data that they need, 
the produce data as a as a process of doing their job, be able to share that data uh, in a standard way to the rest of the organization and be able to ask really hard, complex questions from the data that is interconnected. So in a way, they want to have decentralized responsibility, ownership of responsibility of the data, and yet interconnectivity of that data so that you know you can have your cake and eat it too, right? You can move fast, uh, but yet be able to get access uh, to all of the data that exists. So be independent, but yet connected. So that was the fundamental pain point, fundamental need that people have, autonomy with interconnectivity, so that we can do analytical and now ML, right, and, and large language model training and so on. So then what does what do people do to get there? What's getting in their way or what, what lack of tooling gets in their way? Fundamentally, when you decentralize this, this problem of data ownership and sharing, then there are some really fundamental pieces of enabling technology that is missing. In this conversation right now, I agree that, let's, let's agree that for this conversation, we, we're going to put this socio aspect of the socio-technical you know, concept of data mesh aside for a minute. And let's, let's talk about the enablement of you know, autonomous teams sharing using data in an interconnected fashion. There are four technology pieces at a kind of a very macro level that need to be put in place or need to be available to these folks so that so they, they can even start with one, two, three data products that they interconnect. Um, first and foremost, the main, you know, kind of piece of technology or enablement that is missing is this codification or materialization of this idea of a data as a product. Data as a product was so fundamental to data mission. It is so fundamental to decentralization that we can't just, you know, we can't just like, you know, go past data mesh without bringing that concept to life. And I know it has found a life of its own. There, uh, you know, books are being written about the data product and so on. From my perspective, it came to exist as an antidote to the problems that arise from decentralization of data, mainly siloing. So it was to create a unit of exchange between people, teams, tribes, organizations, domains in a way that that data can be undiscovered by the rest of the organization, that data can be understood by the, the rest of the organization, that data can be interoperable regardless of what technology each piece of organization is running. So there are eight characters, I think it's eight characteristics. Uh, it can be acronymed as DAV units, discoverable, addressable, valuable, understandable, um, natively accessible, interoperable. <laughs> Let me keep going to more. Uh, T, trustworthy, and S, secure. So DAV units. Uh, so the, the first and foremost, the, the hardest problem, the core of this, like, you know, cracking the knot of kind of data mesh is that how do we bring this concept to life? How do we codify this concept? And again, there are attempts at this. Um, different organizations looking at it differently. Some people just looking at a bunch of metadata. We're looking at it as a live, living, breathing thing as an agent, uh, as a container, as a data product container. But this first and foremost is like, let's introduce this concept to people that are working with data so that they can work with data products. That's to give them the tools 
that they can automatically create these things in a way that, yes, they are discoverable, yes, they are addressable, and so on and so on. Yes, they are governable, right? So that's a piece that is fundamentally missing. And then once you have that is piece in place, then you can layer capabilities that organizations as mature they need, right? So the layer of, you can make the layer of discoverability as, you know, expansive as you want. Um, you can make the layer of, you know, observability or governance as, as deep as you want. And you can kind of layer these things on top, but you have to have something to layer this on. <laughs> and we don't have that thing. And that's to, that's to me is like the starting point. So when an organization starts in a particular domain, like let's say I'm really hot, this topic of the, the, the drug discovery is very hot for me because uh, on a personal level, of course, I, I relate to it as well as like uh, one of the current customers that we have where um, uh, that's, that's their domain. Um, if you want to allow someone who's doing drug research be able to do their job, they need to have access to timely, correct, understandable data products from multitude of sources um, the, in a way that, but this is from the multitude of, or the number of data products. And those data products, like, you know, you, you find the compounds and you find the clinical research and you find, you know, the results of those um, research, you find the demographics of patients. Like there's a ton of data, like this multidimensional data that gets then presented as data products. It gets interconnected to a bunch of other data products that are you know, that, that it can be built on top of it by a completely different team, by the way, perhaps com using completely different set of tools to generate now, you know, a potential uh, potential drug. So, so what those people trying to do is they're trying to use the tools they use every day, but yet be able to package, you know, their research, their analysis, their data as a data product, be able to search and discover what's out there as data products, be able to trust that data, the only like one way of trusting that data, be able to see the interconnectivity of that data to other data that led to the generation of that. So there's a lot of pieces that goes into that. What is it? What, what, is, what, is, the, what is the thing we need to put in place so that ultimately domains can autonomously discover work, use data without relying on centralized specialization, centralized technology, centralize anything really that, that that's just uh, that becomes a bottleneck so i'll leave you on my takeaways it's important to understand that we need enablement to do data mesh well that is enablement through technology and enablement through organizational approaches and behavior changes doing only one will likely not work for you with data mesh number the second one jmac said quote they need to move fast they cannot be bogged down by centralization of any kind organization or technology. Personal note, I will say that we discussed this later, the need for centrally provided enablers, but the central bottlenecks are the speed and flexibility killers. So look to prevent and remove those wherever possible. Third, people want to simply produce data as a normalized process of doing their job and then make that consumable for the rest of the organization. How can we enable it so that Creating data products isn't so tough that this is just kind of another API output almost of, of our job. Yes, you have to have intentionality around data products, but how can we make this so that it's 
so much easier and it's just a normal part of the job. And then how do we make it so it's interconnectivity? It's got interconnectivity, it's interoperable too. And the final one is right now the missing core component to do data mesh well is an easy ability to create and manage data products. Everyone is having to cobble all these different technologies together and then trying to layer on the observability, the access control, interconnectivity, et cetera. But it's built on a shaky foundation. So we need to work on finding ways to make, again, creating and managing these data products easy and that it's not a whole bunch of different things that aren't really working together all that well. So thanks again to Jamak. As a reminder, please check out her startup, NextData. There's more information about it in the show notes. They're doing some pretty amazing things. She's hiring lots of folks looking to partner with others and just kind of check it out. As for me, please do follow up with me as well. I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to chat data mesh or anything kind of in the data realm. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information, some useful resources and things as well. And Jamak and I both wish you an excellent rest of your day. Now with that, let's cue that inspiring outro music.